Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. So we were just chatting about Canada Post, both of my guests, both saying they won't survive. But while they're digging in their heels now, it's the problems now we have to deal with. So they might not survive in a year, but right now it's a problem for everybody. Businesses are really suffering. They have come out, eBay, a lot of big businesses have come out and said that the federal government do something. We are losing way too much money in the most important season. And we can't survive without it. But the government says nothing. But if you're like me, you know, I don't know if you've got your package in the mail, but if, if they even come back, I'm not, I'm not mailing anything before Christmas using Canada Post because I don't trust it'll get there on time. They've got a massive backlog. So businesses are feeling the pain. Those sending Christmas cards and all that, they're feeling the pain. But charities too, because this is one of the most important fundraising seasons when... You know, people mail out their donations, give their money, and then they get their, you know, charity information. And some charities in this country make up half of their bottom line in this season alone. So while postal workers are out there worrying about their bottom line, you know, things like the guaranteed pensions, the benefits, there are tens of thousands of our most needy who are going to pay a far greater price because they probably won't be able to get donations in. Let's bring in Scott Dexheimer into this uh, conversation. He is the chair of the AFP Canada Board of Direction Directors. In other words, he works within charities to make sure that they get the help they need. He joins us now. Scott, put into to context, if you will, how is the Canada post-strike uh, affecting charities? Because I don't think people even give that a second thought because we're so wrapped up in making sure the gifts are, are coming, the check is in the mail. But how is it affecting charities? Well, I think we want to remember that in the, the last quarter of every year, about half of the charitable giving occurs in, in organizations, and that's been validated by studies. So, so this is the most important time of year for charitable organizations, and this is when funds are raised that are used throughout the year to make sure that they can do uh, their services and their programs, uh, you know, serve people in a food bank or the environment. And, and so really when you think about a check not making it, it's one of those times of the year when the organization has already incurred their costs, they're running their programs, and they're really dependent on this time of year to make sure they can not only fund the balance of this year, but fund into the start of next year as well. So what is the implication then as far as the, the strike? I think most people felt, okay, it'll be solved by now, but now it doesn't look like it's going to be solved any time uh, before you know Santa Claus's arrival. So what is it that you're most concerned about and what um, you guys are seeing as far as charities? Is there going to be a loss because of this? Yeah, you know, anytime we put a barrier to giving uh, for individuals or, or an extra consideration for giving, uh, it will delay and maybe even will stop some gifts for organizations. So that's our biggest concern is that this is a, another barrier that we see. And I think already people are seeing changes in technology. We're mm-hmm. seeing changes in giving habits and organizations. So, so we're just trying to find ways to eliminate every barrier possible. So, you know, people can still drop their check in the mail but it'll be delayed when it gets to the organizations. Right. And which charities? Are there charities in particular that are are kind of being affected the most? 
Well, traditionally this time of year, of course, we, we hear a lot more about homeless organizations and social service organizations, uh, missions as well that do work in the winter. Those are also the organizations that get a higher percentage of their of their giving at this time of year. You can put food banks in that category as well that receive a, a, a lot of funds at, at this time of year. Some other organizations like hospital foundations and others have, have, have uh, larger programs, but they also rely on this time of year because mm-hmm. of the spirit of giving. And also the government of Canada, you know, puts December 31st as our tax year end. So it's a time that people want to make sure they get those contributions in uh, to ensure that they get those benefits in, in addition to the benefits of just feeling like a, they're doing their part as a Canadian citizen. Yeah, no question. And look, getting Christmas cards, all that, that's all nice. Um, and I know that the small businesses, you know, they're really panicking because this is this is one of, it is the most important retail um, time of year for them. And they're worried about getting a hit. And so they're pushing the federal government to step in and, and do the you know, back to work legislation. Are you also hoping, are you, are you asking the prime minister to, to step in with back to work legislation? Uh, you know, our, our preference is for a, revolu- uh, a resolution of some kind. Um, you know, I, legislation is, is one way, but, but to us, we just want to make sure that both sides resolve this because there's a huge impact on our sector and, and it'll likely impact your neighbor or your kids or, or the playgrounds that are being built because that's part of what we do every day is try to make our community better. I know a lot of people will say, well, hold on a second. Why on earth in 2018 are you still relying on, on snail mail to do this? And why haven't you, you know, become technologically advanced uh, doing this kind of stuff online? And why would that be? And, and is it because it was maybe caught off guard by, by the strike? Or is this the kind of thing that after this, this is how charities will move well, I, th- I think they're already moving that way. Uh, it's, it's interesting because most charities do have a, a web link on their web page and others, but donors, you know, one third of Canadians still prefer to give by mail. And and so that's certainly the donors, older people. I mean, survey. yes, a lot of older people are uncomfortable going online with money. Yeah, and, and those are the same ones that are mailing their bills and, and mailing checks to organizations to pay their bills and, and, and mail a check to their to their grandchildren for Christmas as well. So, you know, we have a, a demographic that's affected by by this and, and we want to make sure again we're trying to reduce barriers and if, if, if that's the right. easiest way they prefer to give, if that's the way they wanna give, we wanna make sure that's possible. As well. So what is, uh, before I let you go, what is it that you are telling people who are probably this week going to be putting a check in the mail or making their contribution to the charity? What What is the advice? Yeah, so there's two things you could do. One is, yes, please mail a check and, and do that. Just remember that the charity will, will have a delay in receiving it. So you'll probably have a delay in being thanked. And that's going to be new for a lot of donors to realize that, that the thank you will take a little bit longer as well. Because when we receive a gift by mail, we send a thanks by mail. If a donor is concerned about getting that check to someone and making sure that it gets there, nearly every website, especially the large, or nearly every organization, especially the larger ones, have a website where they can give. And if they want to direct it, they can go to some other organizations like Canada Helps and make a gift there. And you can make a gift to any registered charity in Canada through Canada Helps as well. Well, we'll stay tuned. Hope that uh, they get things back on uh, on order, but I'm not uh, so confident this time, but we'll hopefully that will not affect you guys further. Thank you so much and good luck. Thank you. That is Scott Dykesheimer calling, or calling in tonight on, on this particular issue. These are the things that no one thinks about, like who else will it affect? It's not just about the postal workers' bottom line. And look, hey, I want you to have a nice job, do well, but you don't deserve anything more than anybody else, especially in an antiquated business that well, it's not really needed. You know what I haven't seen less of during this mail strike? Are the stupid flyers that I get so many. Why am I? Why are we paying 
for all this garbage. In some ways, you might call this a welcome reprieve. No, because I still have to throw this crap out. Oh, I haven't. I, I, no, I haven't been oh, getting them. Get, well, no, the thing is, though, when the mail guy does show up, you get like 50 of them. So your whole mailbox is full of all this crap. We should, they should change that. We don't need to pay for that crap, okay? Get rid of that. Why am I, why are we paying? And by the way, you want to get rid of straws? Get rid of that waste. You're the environmental government. Ban that crap. No? Am I alone on that one? Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.